When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know how to end a show. I don't know how to start a show. Whatever. I don't know. But uh, we were on a Kubrick kick there for a while. And not to say we're going to go on this director's movies for a while, but it's fun to rediscover someone that really was from our our childhoods, everything like that. Um, Steven Spielberg. We're getting into Steven Spielberg film today. We haven't done one since we did The Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have when Matt Secord, uh, fan favorite, uh, comes in December, we've got him booked for Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark, right? That's right. Raiders. Good old Raiders. Can't wait for that. But tonight's uh, movie is The Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 1975, I believe. Uh, 1977. Okay, so yep. this is the first one. The next one after Jaws, yep. 1975. That's what I, was, I had in the brain. I don't really know that I've seen this one all the way through until preparing for this show. Honestly, I, I, I have seen it all the way through, but it was so long ago. Like, I had seen bits and pieces, then I watched it all the way through. This, but watching it for the show, it yeah. was so different than when I remembered. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I think this one played on, like, maybe TBS or TNT when I was a teenager a lot. Right. It's kind of one of those things you'd kind of, like, see in between commercials where you watch it until the commercial break, then you go and do something and then sure. you catch here and there. But yeah, I don't think I've uh, gone through it all the way, like I said. But yeah, a nice experience, a surprising movie. Right. This one kind of has a really interesting story. There's kind of two stories going on in this movie, right? Right. You you start off in the desert, and it's brilliant because in a way, it, almost like watching Kubrick, where you feel like you've maybe seen some of this stuff before. But you haven't, right? Or you I, did, or they're imitations. I think a lot of that is this has a lot of. St- Spielberg signatures in it. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's got a lot of the stuff we've seen from Spielberg, so it's like it feels so familiar. Even though I haven't, this isn't one I go back to. Well, you know, again, we have, this is basically the first conscious time we fully watched this movie all the way through. So yeah. it's like still something familiar about it, which is so cool that you can feel that about a, direct, a filmmaker. You know, yeah, you the style is familiar, and you know, this one has, I think, the setups. And the style has been copied, I think, by other directors, other summer blockbuster sure. directors. You know, I think that's part of it too. You start off in the desert. There's all that he's so good with this, with sound, yeah, with dialogue. There's this chaos it, going on. There's this noise, and people are trying to talk, and they can't quite understand each other. And right. he's just going well, through. This. And he's great about not showing you much too, because no. he he does it through a like a, a, a sandstorm. Yeah, yeah, you know that beginning, like you can barely see anything. It's just kind of chaos. Exactly, and throughout this movie, you get actor reactions, not the actual right. thing. It takes a while to see what you look at them for. Right. you know, five seconds. I mean, then you reveal what they're looking at. Because again, this is coming right off uh, after Jaws and this is something where you don't see Jaws like until more than halfway through the movie or the, you know, you don't see the shark till more yeah. than that. And that was by accident. That was because the shark didn't work, but look how well it worked out for that movie. Yeah, um, and the reveal in a way in this movie is not the aliens. The reveal is the reality of this devil's tower that yeah. they have in their minds. Yeah. Right? That's the big reveal. That's a good thing too. You know, I'm just going to jump right to it. What's uh, a okay. do you? Oh, I guess I, I don't know why this didn't come to me until now. It's just like what? What is it about the Devil's Tower that the aliens are drawn to? Like, why do they say that place? Oh, that's a yeah. I, I know I that's no yeah. That. That's I'm just starting to think like why? Why there? You know, I don't know. There's, there's got to be a cynical part of me because we've got let's see, we've got Jaws in 1975, uh, Close Encounters in 1977, 1941 and 79, which I did not see. Have you seen that? I, I've never seen 1941. Nope. Raiders of the Lost Ark in 81, and of course ET in 1982. But in 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark, we also get a, a little bit of that. You remember when we start off with the Paramount and then the yep, 
I almost feel like there's something going on here where Spielberg found maybe this is just a totally I don't know if this is true at all maybe he found the devil's tower and he's like oh this would make a good set for a movie <laughs> that is a good point like maybe he's like oh let's try the paramount thing and yeah uh, <laughs> no that's, that's I don't know if it has any more significance than yeah. it's a really awesome natural place yeah I'm sure that's mainly what it is but as you <laughs> know, within the movie people who know. like to break apart films it feels like maybe there's something to this but yeah I can't think I, of, I don't think there is an actual answer yeah yeah very striking right. physical place one that, that I'm not familiar with actually. I've actually been there oh have you yes uh it was like five or six but i do remember it really? it was in wyoming we did a little camping trip to south dakota wow. right our camping our campground was right behind mount rushmore um and then yeah it was actually an awesome experience even as a kid i kind of want to go back now that i'm an adult and can appreciate it more yeah, but um sure. but yeah we we did all that and then you know we went to wyoming and saw devil's tower and then uh, my dad wanted to. We got ice cream in Nebraska. Is it high? Yeah, yeah, it's very high. It's a few it's, hundred feet. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It, again, I remember as a kid just thinking, "Wow, that's a volcano!" And oh, supposedly oh. it is a volcano. Like it's a dead, like dormant volcano. I think. Now this. Yeah, I don't want to get too. Yeah, into yeah this, I know. But, but Sorry. It's a bit of a criticism that I have in the movie because it's not. I think the effects in this movie are not that great, and some of the staging in the camera and where the characters are within the set is a yeah. little bit confusing. Um, that that we're going like almost skipping to the end here, but uh, I, I did notice that the, the 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 perspective shots didn't quite make a lot of sense here. Sometimes it looks like they're really far away. Right. Other times it looks like they're closer. It's not really sure where they're climbing. Yeah, especially here. once they get to the. "Quote unquote top." Yeah. It's like, wait, shouldn't everyone be able to see that landing I area? Yeah, like, I had to like rewind this a couple times. Be like, what? They're here. They're there. And yeah. I, I expect a little bit more from Spielberg on that. Yeah, but again, a, yeah, he's, a, he's a, such a visual storyteller right. throughout this film. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't enough to throw me off completely. Um, but yeah, back to that beginning scene with the sandstorm. That the airplanes and stuff totally reminded me. Of uh, which he kind of reused his raiders in that whole airplane yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he's fighting that big guy and he gets chopped up by the propeller and everything. Uh, definitely the shots in there reminded me of that. But he is just so cool that you, 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 in 1977, they say present day, and it's just yeah. like 1945 planes that these, they just all of a sudden show up. Like, it's like, what is this? It's cool. They're speaking different languages. There's Spanish, there's French, there's English. Right. There's just a lot of general confusion. Same kind of thing going on where we get next to I think is the uh, where are we the 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 tower the control tower oh the, control tower yep and that's when we get kind of um, for the for the airlines there's all this just strange events happening right, right? strange events well because they talked to the old guy and he's got like a sunburnt face and said how he saw the sun at night it's like what is he talking about but yeah the air air traffic controllers I mean that's kind of a interesting. I guess theme in this movie is really how, intense scene, right? Yeah, they, they, uh, you know, there's, there's something there's on some their radar phenomenon. Yeah, that they don't know what's there, you know, and uh, you know they're they're radioing all the airplanes around that area, there's saying these lights, like, there's yeah, this thing, saying like they're above us, you know, yeah. they're like because they think they're like below them, and they're they're trying to radio everyone, and then they're you know then it passes, and then they're like. Do you want to report UFO sighting or I forget exactly how they word it, but right. you know it's something like that. And File a UFO report or something. For, like yeah, that. and then the first aircraft traffic controller is like a hesitation. It's like, no, we don't want to report it. And then the second one, we don't want to report it either. You know, it's like it's weird, right? Yeah, you don't know why. I yeah. mean, you know, this is a movie about aliens, right? Clearly, yeah. right? Uh, but you don't know what are they afraid of and i think right. what what they're afraid of is to is to report or to believe in in an upsetting truth right something that goes against the grain that while it's factual i mean they saw it with their own freaking eyes and i think at least one of the planes had to make a maneuver to avoid colliding with it it was real. Right. It's there. And yeah. I think we... It's like, you saw something, obviously, so why don't you want to say it? Yeah, it's and like, the audience believes that it's... Uh, we have no reason to believe that they're lying, uh, but they won't admit to it. And that's right. part of what's kind of going on in this whole movie is when, you know, this crazy thing is happening. It's sort of unbelievable, but it's true. Right. It's real. And what do you it's, do with that? And it's uh, another... Uh, 
you know, to add to that, it's just about being like everyone else, you know? Yeah. You, you don't want to upset your neighbors. You don't want to, you know, do something that's so out of the ordinary because everyone wants to fit in. No matter who you are, everyone wants to fit in. You want to, you know, be normal. You know, you want to be considered normal. Unless you're and, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, unless you're Richard Dreyfus, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. He, so. can't, he doesn't seem to... Well, what, what are your thoughts on Richard Dreyfus? Just Richard generally? Dreyfus is a unique individual to me. <laughs> uh, in Jaws, I mean, he's a crazy... Like, his character is so, like, cra- not crazy, but I don't know. He's just so... Uh, gr- great. I love his character. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's just he he plays a great like manic character. Like, uh, I mean, the three films that stand out to me for him are Jaws, this movie, Close yeah. Encounters, and then What About Bob okay. uh, with Bill Murray. Those it, are the three movies that stand out for me for him. Um, as a supporting actor, I yes, which him. he is in Jaws. Yeah, I'm not crazy about him as a lead. I I, I find him very unlikable. Um, and not in a good way, like, yeah. and it, like not even in an endearing way where he, like a, maybe a J.K. Simmons way where he ticks you off, but you're still right. drawn to him. I don't mind him per se, but I don't really like him. I, I find him hard to really like and yeah. get behind him, even though I, I think he's a good actor. He's no, a yeah, fine actor. Yeah, exactly. He's just kind of short it's, and annoying. Yeah, you know? he's not, yeah, he's never really a really likable character. Even yeah. in Jaws, like he's kind of annoying. Like he's like, in the beginning, you're, he's you're, very you're, smarmy, yeah, you're, smart you're, ass. Yeah, because you're, you're on Brody's side in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're, you side with Brody. You know, you understand Brody. You know, they show that family element, and then here's this guy who thinks he's smarter than everybody and richer and yeah, everything. Yeah, you, you appreciate him for the knowledge that he brings, but not for his yeah his conceited attitude, right? Looking down on these people that they're all idiots. Mm, yeah, but I will say, I mean, I think his again, like you said, he's a great actor. So I think That's his a perf- great job performance in this was great. Um, Do you imagine anyone else in this role? I mean, not that. I couldn't yeah. either, but yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose uh, so. It's funny you should bring that up. No, I cannot. But <laughs> apparently, uh, Gene Hackman, uh, Jack Nicholson, and there was someone else who was you know uh, considered for this role. I'm not really thrilled with any of that. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Uh, Gene Hackman, I can kind of see, um, but uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it seems too. Big for him, you know. It seems any other seems like he's too good for an alien encounter. You're like, uh, like, what do I need an alien? You know, what do I need to go to an alien ship? Yeah, for? he'll just give a smirk, and yeah. the alien should be like, well, you know, <laughs> hey, moron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have bought that either. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of anyone else that could possibly work. And yeah, I, Kirk kind of Douglas. Yes, he would have worked. Yeah, actually, Kirk Douglas would have worked. Kirk Douglas would have been great. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and you are more turned on to now that we watched Paths of, Paths of Glory. Oh, that's which one we, on the list. Yeah, we, we oh. got to do that one. That's for sure. And I went through Spartacus as well, and that's a, a way too long film, but it's actually. But quite Kirk good. Douglas is great in it. He's really yeah. good. The story is quite good. Um, definitely recommend Spartacus if you can get through it. Yeah, it's a it's a long one, but uh, but yeah, I mean, anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, Al Pacino, that was the other one. I cannot see him as as. Uh, no, I'm not going to attempt an Al Pacino impersonation, but just imagine it screaming at aliens. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No. <laughs> Even though in '77 Al Pacino was not that voice yet, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, uh, then uh, the little kid. Uh, so for some reason, back when I was thinking about this movie, I thought. The little kid and uh, the chick from Harry and the Hendersons and A yeah, Christmas, Christmas Story. Story Mom, yeah. <laughs> um, Who's really good. I thought it was him, her, the kid, and Richard Dreyfuss. Like, I thought they were a family, but they're not. <laughs> um, Melinda Dillon, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right away, I mean, this kid is not scared of anything. Like, when to- if toys woke up in my, especially the monkey, <laughs> the monkey with the symbols, good God. I'm loving it. Actually, I have yeah. a little nephew that is sort of just like this kid. Really? He has zero fear. Man. We'll go do anything. We'll climb a mountain. Yeah. He's like, you know, two feet tall, and the kid is not afraid of a damn thing. And just laughs at you for being scared. <laughs> right. It's it's kind of endearing. Yeah. This kid's kind of the same way. And the aliens definitely like him. But Ben, what is going on with the human relationships in this film? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, with Richard Dreyfuss and everything, right. I mean, you, you, know, you show his family life, his kids like asking help for homework. He's like, I already did that. You know, I already did my homework, which means I already, you know, I, I don't got, need to help you anymore. I got my degree, which means I don't have to do these calculations right. anymore. Oh, thanks, <laughs> like, Dad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so right away, like he's just 
in uh, another world. Like he's playing with his trains and things, not paying attention to his kids. He's his kids want to play golf, but he wants to do what he wants to do. He wants to go play. You know, he wants to go see Pinocchio. He sees that that's playing in the theater. Yeah, the wife seems nice. She right, doesn't yeah. seem Terry Gar. Yeah, yep. she's she's good. Uh, and yeah, he's got to, he gets that call to go to the power plant. There's all these power failures he gets sent out. And I love this. Spielberg is so good in the dark. I know. What is with him? Sh- shooting in the dark is amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, as this is going on, uh, yeah, the little boy runs outside and uh, mom, Terry, yeah, mom, Melinda from Dillon, Christmas I think story. Yeah, mom from Christmas Story. Yep. You get the Spielberg developed a way of shooting a flashlight at night that looks amazing. It's yeah. like a giant beam. You know, yeah. everybody copies that. Uh, she's chasing. That reminded me of ET a bit, right? Walking yeah, through the woods. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then again, uh, so that goes from there to. Uh, Neary, Richard Dreyfus just driving his truck. It's black, but the the way Spielberg catches the light of the headlights and then right. the, and then the secondary lights of this Ford truck d- driving up at an angle and stopping. Oh, right I love at that! that. Exact yeah, same, the right spot. Yep. You know, brilliant. And then <laughs> and then they do it again. So yeah. it's like, oh, another car is pulling up. Because when I watched it this time, I was like, when it, the uh, thing was first pulling up, I was like, oh, that's got to be a spaceship. But it was a car. It was a car. And then the second time, I was like, he's looking at a map. Yeah, like go by, go yeah. by. Yeah. And then the second time, yeah, Get then, the mailboxes. then the lights go up. Yeah, yeah. you know, in the rearview mirror. Uh, so that was cool. Another, you know, little misdirection is when they all see the the lights, and then they go back to that same spot the next night or right. whatever. Try to spot what's uh, what's happening. So they the, get that the, sunburn just like that guy that they saw in the yeah, beginning, right? right? So Richard Dreyfus has it like on half his face. Melinda Dillon has it like same on all of her. It's not half, yeah. Well, and this kind of goes about fitting in. Like his wife is all about like let's cover up this sunburn on half your face. Like let's make you as normal as possible. Like that's all, all, all you know, along the lines of what we were talking about earlier. Is you know everyone wanting to fit in and so is she like an normal? obstacle to him discovering truth in a sense and what his real purpose in life is. And although that seems. You don't want to send that message about the a nice wife and right. mother of your children, but that's kind of what she does. Yeah, she's kind and of not an even obstacle. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this she is more of an him. exaggerated, yeah, like representation of that, like someone yeah. blocking that from you. Like, I don't want to justify his behavior towards his wife. Cause yeah, he's he goes crazy, but it does seem like that's what's happening. In some of the crazy scenes, you know, when he locks himself in the bathroom and he's <laughs> taking a shower and, you know, you feel for his kids in that moment. You're like his kids at the dinner table, you know, when he's making that, um, you know, the devil's tower out of the mashed potatoes or whatever that someone's like a famous, it is a famous scene, you know, yeah, yeah. him making the ma- ma- uh, devil's tower out of that. He's like, like dad hasn't been normal lately. Kind of sees him crying and then when he's crying in the bathtub his kid comes in he's like cry baby cry baby it's like i really like that moment for me affects me like it's just like affected me emotionally it's just like man that's that's rough man yeah for your kid to to see like that um and then for him to do that and i know that watching that Spielberg documentary on HBO, uh, that moment actually came from you know when his because he comes from a parents of divorce Spielberg okay. does and he remembers seeing his dad crying and just thinking like cry baby you know he didn't go through that length of saying that I don't think he called him that but that's basically where he took that from oh, so interesting. Well, that's, it's a personal moment yeah. for Spielberg there it's kind of a movie about being misunderstood yeah yeah uh, and what we get from I don't know exactly when this happens but I would assume part of this sunburn that comes from these craft is they they implant some sort of a thought, yep, a vision. As I was saying about him making the devil's tower out of uh, mashed potatoes, yeah, there's some sort of psychic like thing that that they instill some sort of longing. I would say the Melinda Dillon, she does, she makes drawings, right. sketches, yeah, and. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, Roy Neary, he makes physical representations, starting with mashed potatoes, which is not so bad, although it upsets his family. Right. He goes to a whole other level by getting every potted plant, yeah. and piece of earth, throwing it through the windows and into his living room and making the manifestation of right. the, the devil. He didn't even know what he was making. Right, yeah. Until he sees it on the news. Yeah. 
he kept like yeah trying to make this thing he didn't really know why right, right? these movies the, the these moments in movies always upset me just because i'm just like oh don't put that in your house just do it outside like i'm just <laughs> i feel so uncomfortable that he's putting all that dirt in his house this is like all right come on just put it outside as he's doing this the neighbors are freaking out yeah crowding around the wife takes off takes the kids and yep. goes to her sisters she's done yeah he doesn't care yeah he's i misunderstood yeah, yeah exactly um so yeah that that moment yeah it's just uh, him going crazy but it's just like you 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 do feel for him though because i mean this thing it's not like he's like uh it's like a longing like it's not just he like he's just like ah screw them like yeah he, yeah like this thing happened to him and he cannot help it no you know in that moment you know he's got no other way to express what he's Feel, I don't even think that he knows really what he's doing. Right. He just has like a drive in his mind right. to go form this shape uh, and figure out what this is, which is the alien saying, come to the place that looks like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's essentially what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you do you do feel for him. And, I mean, I'm going to talk about him, you know, when we get to more of the, the ending. But uh, As this is going on, we have that same other parallel story that goes on that starts off in the desert These right yeah trying to find out more clues about what's going on which is bob babylon yeah. which is who we just talked about because he was in 2010 yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's in seinfeld and wes anderson movies russell dalrymple but yeah he's seinfeld. he's a cartography is that what? Yeah, cartography but he, but, he but they're using him for to be a french uh linguist or, it's funny yeah. in a in a tiny way he almost is sort of the richard dreyfus of jaws <laughs> yeah a little bit true. you know yeah like he's kind of like in the background yeah. but at the same time Technical yeah guy, he's a, got the glasses and the beard right yeah <laughs> kind of annoying uh but yeah he's with this french guy um which i i love this french guy he's cool well yeah and they start figuring out that there's this musical thing that's affecting everyone. It's like these five notes or something. It's like, ba da 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 or something like that. They go to India, and there's all these there's these people just chanting yeah. these same notes over and over and over again. Yeah, I got to say, that's one of the most powerful moments yeah, in the movie for me, is them great. all chanting that. It's just like, for some reason, that stuck. Like, I don't rem- ever, I don't remember the scene yeah. from when I saw this a long time ago. Really like, powerful. This was just like wow, like so. This like you kind of feel what they're feeling because like what Spielberg does, like the audience is essentially feeling what the characters are feeling. We know there's something out there. We just have no answers, you know. Yeah, but yeah, this Indian chant is just great. It's great. There's on the one hand, you've got these guys, the Bob Babylon and the French guy. Forget his name. They're doing this from a purely scientific perspective, right? On one story, The, the other story. There's no science. It's just emotion. It's just reacting to something that's going on. You have like a field of investigators trying to figure out what's going on. And then you have these people who've actually had the experience trying to figure out mm-hmm. what this experience is and to put it into some manifestation right. to figure out what's happening. And they both kind of converge at the same time. I think that's kind of what makes this movie a bit awesome. Right. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, all this stuff happening and just, yeah, I mean, it's obviously happening all around the world. I like that representation of that. Like, first we're in this Mexico and then we're in America. It's happening here. But it's not just an American story. Like, it's everywhere. It's a global yeah. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a global, it global gets, phenomenon. It gets solved by two very different ways that converge into the same path to right. get this answer of what's happening to us. And then when we're, cool. yeah, when we're in India, we see that big ship or whatever is just yeah. in the desert. Like It's just like, what is this? You know, <laughs> right. we get the planes, now we have the ship here. Uh, and that's when we get to the whole, you know, the, the, the hand signals, like the French guy shows the hand signals and everything, yeah, like yeah. the do, ra, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. We eventually get to somewhat of a arrival. The movie Arrival 2016 by Denis Villeneuve definitely is borrowing from this film. How the so? Encounters of the aliens when they arrive yeah. and learning how to communicate. Right. Now, yeah. in Arrival, they're using, well, in this movie, they're using music. Right. In Arrival, they're using a, just a t- another type of language. Right. They're just trying to figure out the pattern. language. Yeah. yeah. But it's not that different, really. And actually, when the first alien comes out in third encounters he's sort of like a doesn't completely um he's got really long yeah it's like legs. the heptapod or yeah, whatever yeah. they call it in that yeah, yeah. that's a, i guess i might have had a glimpse of that yeah it's, it's definitely a, a nod there or or even inspired yeah by. 
It's and it's weird too because I mean this movie has like an eeriness to it, but at the same time I'm like so interested, especially when the aliens show up, like you said, with that that one alien with the long arms. Like there's yeah. an eeriness to it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, because too, because the aliens all kind of look different. There's that first alien that we see, and yeah. then there's like look like child aliens, yeah. and then the last alien we see doesn't look like any one of the other two. Kind of interesting there. Yeah, that's very true because, yeah, I mean, we get that long-legged one and then, yeah, all the other ones, which I love how he just, like, fogs it over because even then he knew, like, all right, this isn't going to look good on film, you know. We know these are puppets or whatever, you know. You can kind of see their faces a little even in this edition we watched. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, all right, we, we can tell those are just kids in masks or whatever, but, like, I love the fog around oh, it and yeah. everything. It's just, like, such a great shot and it's just, like, it's adds to the believability to it, you know. I know we're definitely skipping all around I know. this movie. <laughs> but um, a question I have for you is, it felt to me this way, and I want just want to see if you agree, it felt like uh, the idea that humans, oh, it seems like music is a universal language. Would you yeah, agree with that? I would agree, yeah. And it felt like humans sort of passed a test to the aliens. In other words, they were able to replicate these sounds and yeah. get to a level to which the alien, because after it seemed like we sent those tones back to the aliens that's when they brought in the big ship right like okay they're advanced enough and maybe they find these pilots from the 1940s okay there's air travel so that caught their attention first they bring the pilots in and then now the next step is now they know music so here we can now we can let them in on you know what's more right yeah yeah is that the way you saw it too or yeah yeah i did this movie reminded me a lot of 2001 in a way Mm. You know, in that regard, like, all right, they they were able to do accomplish this. So next let's level. let's see what else they can do. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's let's see. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of you know, with music and everything, you know, pilots is more of a technical thing and a, it's a skill. But uh, you know, music is a creativity thing. So it's like, are aliens like, are they creative? Like, is are they longing for that art form, that expression of music? Yeah, like they want to know that there's another. If they're if you're going to go out and discover another species, you want you would hope that they can understand that level. Because I'm assuming the aliens are smarter than us, right? And they probably whatever whoever our their Beethoven is probably amazing, far <laughs> better than our Beethoven. Yes, but at least they can be like okay, at least they can right appreciate they they could get to some you know lower level that we can be like okay they're they they're they're good enough right yeah yeah. And uh, yeah, I like how they're not totally hostile. You know, you, you don't, not at you don't, all. you don't feel like they're totally hostile. I mean, Never. there's that one scene though. I mean, this is an intense scene. The Melinda Dillon Christmas Story mom. Oh yeah, uh, with their boy. This Spielberg always does this. He has so much horror movie elements to his movies. I can't believe he's not done like a full on horror movie yet. <laughs> you know. He doesn't want to mess up his cred, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it seems like he's a big fan of it because, like, this seemed like straight out of a horror movie. This scene. It seems like he wants to do as much as he can without showing. Yeah. The the bloodshed. Yeah, the bloodshed. Um. Yeah. And the screaming and all that, or not that screaming, but like. um, Uh, no, screaming is wrong. But he doesn't want to show real violence in that way. I mean, obviously, he's done Saving Private Ryan, but and he's. Set pieces, he wants to just play with right, noises. Pre- yeah, exactly. Like, play yeah. with our emotions and everything. Yeah. I guess maybe he's Hitchcockian in that way, because yeah, uh, yeah. Hitchcock did that a lot, too. A um, Steven Spielberg horror movie. Oh, man, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, this this scene stood out to me, is the abduction of the little kid. Just this, the whole scene, just her freaking out about everything, and the kid just being so curious. Like, he's kind of like the little version of what Roy is, Richard Dreyfuss' character. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just, he wants to know what's up. Like, he's not scared of anything. He's like, hey, what's going on? He opens the door. I love that shot of, like, the orange doorway with the, you know, from the kid from behind. Yes, With yeah. the orange doorway. Such a cool shot. She closes the door, and then he crawls through the, the doggy door, and that's when the aliens like grab her. Pulling, grab him. right? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I have to correct myself and say I never thought they were bad. But at that point, yeah. Yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, I guess they are bad. Now, when the stuff is happening in the house, I'm not assuming that they're bad 
per se. It's just a phenomenon that's yeah. Happening. It's just like something that's happening in result of them yeah, being but then in this when they're vicinity. Pulling and she's trying to pull back. Then yeah, yeah I definitely thought. Like, yeah, yeah. But that, I, think I think it, I think they're longing for people, those curious people, which you know is pretty obvious at the end when they first. You know, when Richard Dreyfus is in the line of people who are supposed to go on the spaceship, they first go to him, you know, and say, hey, come on. And we know you're curious. Yeah. Now, there's a number of people that got that same vision. Is, is it the same people that were hanging out on that uh, on that road that the, the people who were like on the helicopter at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Did we see any of those people before or were they? Random? Yeah. Those were the ones that were at the. They were. Those were the same people. Yeah. OK. That's what yep. I thought. I wasn't 100 yeah. percent sure. Yeah. Those were the same people. They were exposed um, to the ship, I guess. Yeah. And something about that gave them that thought to go to Devil's Tower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. How yeah. about. I was just talking about the tower. The tower becomes like the the thing. The, yeah. Is that we're calling it a MacGuffin, I guess, in a sense? It yeah. drives the plot. I guess so, yeah. How is how awesome is this scene when Neary and uh Melinda Dillon get to it's shot really low and then it's slowly revealed as the yeah. camera rises up. You have this it's John Williams doing the score. Yeah, John Williams. And you see Devil's Tower and it's very like it's mysterious and there's this element of wonder going on right. in this film. It's it's so if I could call it anything classic Spielberg, that would be that shot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a, a yeah, totally felt Spielberg. It reminded me a bit of Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a bit of danger. I want to say I thought that too. Yeah, mystery. Um, Yeah, and it's like danger, mystery, wonder. Yeah, childlike excitement. Every every, like (laughs) some of the emotions going on. I mean, I got this was five years before ET. Um, so I mean, so just like you can tell Spielberg's, it's a Spielberg movie. You can tell it's a John Williams score. Yes. Um, because there's so many like moments that I was just like, I thought it was going to kick into the ET theme. So it's like you know. Like these composers, like will come up with something in one movie and then like, ah, oh, let me rearrange this in this movie. You know, it's true. Um, well, sometimes Williams can be a little heavy-handed. Yeah, where you're like, he'll change the tone to something in a minor key, and you're like, oh no, here comes bad thingy. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, man, I get it. Yeah, but, well, you, know? <laughs> you you can definitely tell the Williams cues. You know, you can definitely tell when they're coming. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's just uh, great, great score, great direction. Um, that was, I think that might be my favorite scene of the whole movie. Which one? That the, reveal the tower. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah. And I, I like how that, like the government's trying to cover it up, you know, like how to get yeah. the people away from Devil's Towers to basically say, hey, there's something going on. It's killing the animals. It's a uh, gas leak. Or yeah, a gas something. leak, yeah. We, we learn that there's, they're basically... Uh, release, they actually are releasing a gas on purpose to just right. put animals to sleep. That's why they have like the, what we think are dead cows. Mm-hmm. But it's just, they're just sleeping. They're just sleeping. Well, it's cool though. I like that the, the military is involved, but not like over the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not like, um, there's not this, I don't, know, I don't know if I'm being clear here, but the military is a part of it, but they're not like this, const, they're not the real threat. And the movie doesn't pretend like they're the real threat. Right. Or really the main point. Yeah, and they're that, sort of just doing their, their job yeah, and that's it. I feel like that's what I remembered about this movie was thinking like, oh, it's just about a big government thing. It's and not. It's, it's really not. It's a, it's, no. a, it's about a human story. It's about, say, the, you know, obviously Richard Dreyfuss' character and the kid and his mom. Yeah. You know, it's about them. You get some um, minor characters who are the military commanders and they play a a very small role, but it's not like a big deal. It's not focused upon. Right. They can kind of they get around the military fairly easily. Yeah, that's not the point of the movie. And I like that Spielberg didn't go crazy with that. Yeah, me too. And so yeah, I mean the the, the aliens arrive. Obviously, yeah. um, here we are. At which, the end. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, uh, is there anything before the end that you? No, had? not really. No, yeah, they I make mean, their way over the end of the over on the other side of the mountain which I mentioned earlier was kind of strangely done yeah. perspective wise shot yeah. wise and I think it's maybe a limitation of special effects and all that but I gotta say I mean up until this point I'm interested like oh, what's, what's happening like what's what's going on oh yeah I'll just um, say the first like 45 minutes of this movie are like wow I'm watching one of the great movies ever that's mm-hmm. my thought in this movie uh, 45 minutes to an hour in yeah I am 
way in this movie. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> where does this thing go? Like, yeah. what 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 happens? I mean, the things I do fully remember is when the aliens arrive and just Me you too. know that That's my really that main that whole thing. Yeah, um, which I felt a little differently about you know this time watching. Uh, obviously, the uh, aliens arrive. Um, Richard Dreyfus is seeing it from afar. Alien ship looks cool. Cool effects for 1977. Not I'd bad. say. Yeah. Um, not as good as E.T. Uh, sh- spaceship, I must say. Or uh, um, Star Wars of the same year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. This came out the same year as Star Wars. So John Williams did this and Star Wars. Got nominated for both. One for Star Wars. And that uh, that cloud effect almost looked like Ghostbusters. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it really did, yeah. And apparently I was reading some trivia on it. It was uh, fresh and salt water. Uh White paint being poured into fresh and salt water. That's how they made that effect. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty well, cool. <laughs> if that was the best I had at the time, then I got nothing bad to say. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it looks cool. It's like, it looks it looked decent. Like, it didn't look yeah. like a special effect. Like, <laughs> I got no critique. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, considering how easy it is for filmmakers now, oh, man. I know, right? They wouldn't even dare to make a movie like this. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, just uh, the, the, again, uh, the, going back to the longing for something, um, you know, obviously. Yeah, the Roy Neer character is trying to find his purpose in life. Yeah, trying to find his purpose. But Steven Spielberg said, I'm just going to jump into it. Steven Spielberg said that he did not have kids when he made this movie. Looking back on it, he wishes he didn't have Roy go on the ship and leave his kids. Okay. You know? Because uh, that's what, what I felt about this. You well, know, it, was, it feels I, strange. I feel like we should. Because he's the main character, essentially. You know, he, I feel like we should feel something for. I mean, this is kind of my critique here. I feel like we should feel something for the main character. I feel like we should feel like accomplished when he goes onto the mothership and you know is taken away. It's like, oh, finally he found something. But it's like you had three kids, you had a wife, and you're just leaving that for selfish reasons. Like, I almost feel like it would have been more powerful if he had the opportunity and turned back and said, I can't do it. Like, his wife leaves him as he's creating the devil's tower in his living room. You know, rightly, mm-hmm. he's gone crazy as far as she knows. Right. And then he connects with uh, the Melinda Dillon character and it almost seems like they're about to have a romance. Yeah. Well, and they have a, they kiss and they everything kiss, too. Yeah. It's, it's just like, like, well, now you're getting together. And yeah. then that's not even it. Now he's going on the ship. So yeah, it is weird. Yeah, I don't even know that. It, do you have to have had kids to think that that was kind of jumbled and strange? I, no, I mean, do you think it was jumbled and strange? I do. Yeah, so I don't think it, you have had to have kids. Quite no. work now, it, it, unless we're just saying uh, this mission that his purpose in life was to go on this ship all along, and it his earthly relationships and stuff really didn't matter all that much i can kind of accept that and and deal with it from that perspective but if the director is now saying he has regrets based on his own life experiences then now now i don't know what to do with that right because i was prepared to say this was okay his purpose in life was to get on that ship and he got on it right and i can live with that now, if Spielberg doesn't like that anymore, then oh, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, I mean, it should be changed. I'm just saying, like, me just watching the film, it's just like, it some, is weird. something feels weird about this. It still like, feels weird. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I can, yes, I, yeah. I, I get it. It, it. it is jarring. It'd be better to not really have him have a family then, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I was with. thinking, like, it would have been more effective to, like, have him just, like, kind of live in the basement at his mom's house, and his mom's, like, all worried about him freaking out. Or about just being these. divorced. Or divorced, yeah, or that works too. Yeah, yeah. Anything. yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, so, well, yeah, why have him already be a family man? Like, yeah, because um, the wife leaves and we never see her again. Yeah, I know. She <laughs> never even knows. Right. She gets no resolution. I mean, not that we care too much about her, but right. She doesn't even. Does she ever understand that her husband actually wasn't crazy? And yeah, he just I know. what disappears. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess that was one <laughs> one one weird thing I had about it. But uh, but it still is at the same time cool, you know. It's uh, you know because you're you're waiting. I, I like that they show the aliens. You know, they show all these little tiny aliens coming out and like surrounding him and like pulling him in. Yeah, and uh, you know you kind of see their eyes, but you kind of don't. Like I know I already said, but that fog around it is just brilliant. 
touched by Spielberg there. And then when that one alien comes out, it's a different kind of alien. And, yeah. you know, he's like looking down at the French guy and, you know, that he does the sign towards him and he does it back. And it's just like, it might look a little cheesy because it's a puppet, you know, in today's eyes. But to I me, so I, I felt like it's so cool. I think that's what always drew me to this movie. Like made me always feel like i enjoyed it and liked it which i still do i'm just saying like as a kid and like when i first saw this all the way through like i think that's what stuck with me was like it was kind of creepy looking but at the same time like i was longing for it kind of like how i felt as uh about et when i was a kid like it was he's kind of creepy to me but at the same time i'm kind of like i i like him other than the big eyes et is not a nice looking yeah, creature. Right. Really, yeah, you know? and yeah, but in this one, they yeah they they share a smile, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. It's such a warming feeling, and it's almost like saying like, "We're gonna take care of them." Yeah. You know, we're we're yeah, and obviously, you know, a show of we understand yeah, good faith. Yeah, good, we're we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love. Well, that. and also, you know, uh, when the f- ship first opens up, it, they release all those, you know, you see all the pilots from that 1945 flight. That's where they were. Yeah, that's where they were. <laughs> so it's like, and they didn't age, you know, they no. didn't age. So I mean, and I, a little boy comes back. Yeah. And I love how, yeah, the little boy comes back. And then I love how, you know, he brings up how Einstein was right, you know, basically bringing up the theory of relativity. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes into inter- interstellar and everything, oh, about go, time yeah. travel and everything. You know, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, uh, they were Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, and uh, the rest of us were David Gyasi. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's been 27 years. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. But, um, so yeah, I mean, when Richard, Richard Dreyfus comes back, he'll have great grandkids, maybe, and he'll be the same age. But, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think that, although I felt how you know you left your kids and your family, like what are you doing? At the same time, this ending scene is out. I love this ending scene. Like it's it's so cool that they actually show the aliens. It's so cool that they even have a moment with the alien. But Spielberg doesn't shove it down your throat. You know, it's no. not like you know. And this is an alien movie. We're going to show you so many aliens. Yeah, and then we get a lineup of these guys in uh, red suits. They're all prepared to go mm-hmm. out into the ship. Richard Dreyfus is one of them. Now, I thought that maybe they would leave some of the aliens behind as sort of like a you know alien human exchange. Yeah, program. that would make sense. Yeah, but they- <laughs> <laughs> exchange program. <laughs> but they didn't. Uh, yeah. they all went back into the ship. But yeah. still nice. I-, I think they. I mean, maybe they left them behind. I don't I know. Don't, I don't I'm pretty they sure they didn't. Yeah. Like they all came back. In. Yeah. But uh, I think they're all like kind of touching Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. He was chosen out of them. Yeah. He he went. The, he went to them. They went to him first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was his purpose in life. You know, yeah. forget the wife, forget the kids. Yeah. They're just. Yeah. You know, it's just a wife and a kid. Just dead weight <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this really was but, his purpose in life. I yeah. mean, it may be a little hard to wrap your head around exactly, but that's pretty clear at this yeah. point. And now everyone, you know, again, this is a whole, you know, other than Melinda Dillon, the only people that saw it is the government. So, yeah. I mean, the people who went back in the helicopter, people are still going to think they're crazy, you know? Yeah, but it's a truth that you don't really care who believes you just want to know for yourself. Right. I guess in this special edition, uh, they have, they show Richard Dreyfus actually, they show inside the mothership, oh, really? which they filmed like three years later. And so Richard Dreyfus is kind of fatter and stuff. I watched it on YouTube. The scene <laughs> okay. doesn't add anything no to good? it. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it, it, I don't want to say it, takes a it kind of takes away from it but at the same the time it, it does not add to it because the movie basically ends here yeah so you don't it really does end anymore. here yeah. yeah apparently also in that like almost seems like a cityscape at the top of the ship like a, a like a skyline mm-hmm. apparently the r2d2 shape is in there really i'm gonna have to look for that okay yeah. the little nod yeah to george lucas yeah exactly so thank you very but. much Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate that. I mean, I think that's all I have to say about yeah, this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I really liked it. I did, um, too. Yeah, uh, it's... it's Again, uh, and one thing I wanted to bring up, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's something I've always wondered about. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like, a Close Encounters, like, I understand what that could mean. Yeah. Uh, so, when a person sees an, a UFO within 150 meters, it's an, uh, an encounter of the first kind. When an encounter with a UFO in the sky or on the ground leaves evidence behind, such as scorch marks on the ground or uh, indents it's 
a close encounter of the second kind. When an encounter is with visible occupants inside the UFO, it's a close encounter of the third kind. Uh huh. Just like we saw in this film. Yep. So I mean, essentially, it's this movie's called uh, Contact with Aliens. <laughs> I've seen aliens. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're real. They're in the flesh. They touch each other. Right. And actually, that uh, that bright white light. That reminded me of something else, which uh, TV series X Files. You know that definitely oh, drawing okay. from that. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Abduction, all that stuff. Um, one of uh, actually, let's go over our rating. So uh, let's let's do our rating here. Um, you so go ahead. again, this is 1977 Close Encounters. I think this is a very high quality film. Um, it's uh, you know had some issues with the the whole story about him leaving his family behind. Um, don't feel like it ever dragged at all ever. Uh, I felt like engaged the whole way through. Uh, so I give this movie three and a half stars. I uh, also give it three buckets of popcorn because I was engaged the whole way through. Um, I think it was uh, again very enjoyable uh, film. Was never boring. Um, maybe would give it less popcorn thinking on it now just because people going into it thinking it's going to be a fully entertainment film like close encounters it's alien invasion film it's not like what you might expect but for me i give it three buckets of popcorn all right i'm gonna go with three stars i think this is a good movie that could have been great but it didn't quite get there Uh, i think the story is a little bit garbled not quite clear and uh, there's great action, and all the scenes are really well put together, but I'm not really sure exactly. It's hard to tease out what the point of all of this is. Yeah, what the themes and ideas are. and Why am I? Why does this movie need to be made other than to show me an, a, a really cool way of showing an alien invasion? And, you know, we're trying, we're, here we are talking about some of the ideas that we got from it, but it's not entirely clear why all this stuff is happening and what's going on and what's... What's going on with Neri here? We know that he's, you know, he gets affected by the aliens, but beyond that, you know, he leaves his family behind. Is that exactly what he's supposed to do? Right. I, I don't know. So, good could have been great. Yeah. Didn't quite get to great. Right. Um, Popcorn-wise, I'm going to say two and a half buckets, because I actually did feel like it dragged just a bit okay. here and there, because it took a while to get to the get to the Devil's Tower, Yeah. I thought. And then when I got there... It still took a little bit of time to actually get an answer. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of where I live. I, I really like this movie. <laughs> I'm glad we did it. I'm almost, in a sense, I want to say a little disappointed by it. Not that it it, it it was bad, but I think it actually had potential to be a really, really yeah, good I movie. Think it, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you there. I yeah. mean, again, I'm only a half star higher than you there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it, it could have been higher. There's something there that could have. Yeah, well, the catapulted of, it yeah. beyond that. A couple of tweaks. This is a four-star movie and, and a higher popcorn movie. It's really just a little bit here and there. I, I can see what Spielberg is doing. We like to talk about ambition. This is a really ambitious film. Yeah, I think maybe feeling for the Roy, Roy. Uh, the Roy character, Neary, yeah. Neary uh, would would maybe have increased this more. Maybe a better actor, yeah. honestly. Yeah, you that's true, feel, too. You know, Harrison Ford, let's just throw him in there. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, because but yeah, that I mean, parallel story with the scientists is great. Yeah. How they all converge is great. I mean, this, this, this would be a great book to read, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's definitely, it's intriguing. Like, it leaves you, <laughs> yeah. you know, wanting something. Definitely. Um, but uh, E.T. is his uh, alien invasion movie, it's, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, this, and this came out at the heels of Star Wars, you know? Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the movie was a little bit too big for Spielberg. Yeah. Know? Maybe he needed to tr- tighten up that story. Yeah. And, like you said, an alien invasion, it's really more about a boy. And actually... Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. You do get a little bit of child perspective in this movie with the little one and the, like I said, the, the monkey. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. That's so creepy. All of it is from a perspective of a scared kid in yeah. the middle of the night. Except this kid isn't scared. Yeah, he's just like, oh, what you got there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a knife with the. Uh... I think he learned his lesson on this movie and made a more of a masterpiece in ET. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not really. It sounds like criticism to this. Yeah. It's not really. It's just, it's good, but not great. Right. And that's it. Yeah. I got you, man. All right. Uh, then we, uh, I sent uh, Twitter, I was late on the Twitter questions, uh, so I just want to read one of the tweets here. Movies with the misses. Always supporting us. Thank you, TJ. Definitely. Uh, 
their thing is, uh, their tweet is one of my favorite, my favorites from Spielberg. Um, but I have to know, do you agree with me thinking this film is very tragic for Richard Dreyfuss' character? It's covered up by the score and uh, majesty of the third act. But goodness, why did he leave his family? Yeah, we we touched on that. It's a great, great point there because. Again, I, I don't feel like uh, tragic in the way, tragic for his family. Yeah, uh, you know, hmm. leaving his family and everything like that. Tragic for him, no, because he got what he wanted essentially. But uh, yeah, tragic for his family, absolutely. Well, just to play along on this, I don't know that I I'm totally there, but maybe he had really nothing else to do or nowhere else to go. Yeah, and getting on that ship. While it might be an amazing, and I think it's true, I think that maybe was his, that probably was his purpose in life. But what if that's your only option left is just to get on the ship? Yeah, I don't know. Just to think, I know, like, yeah, what else you are you gonna everything. do? Yeah, just pay child support now. <laughs> <laughs> what you? What you gonna do now? Maybe, maybe um, there is a little bit of sadness there. I mean, there's a payoff for what he did, but he went through heck. He didn't ask to be put through this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. if this is a, a minor. But at the same time, they do show him before this incident how he's like, you know, he doesn't. He, he, want, he wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to do what his kids wants to do. Trying to convince them to see Pinocchio instead of going to golf, which is what they really want to putt putt golf, which is what they really want to do. So maybe sad in the sense that he couldn't find happiness on Earth. Yeah, couldn't find happiness in his own family. Yeah. You know. Um, yes, I mean it is it is tragic in that way. But I do have to agree. Like he said, the majesty of the third act, uh, the score, and the and the magic. Majesty, is that the right word? Majesty, sure. right? Yeah, uh, The score and the majesty, yeah, I could see that. Because, I mean, they, they build it up with the score, so it's like, oh, I feel for that. Oh, cool, he's finally going to get with the aliens. Like, it's the score is great. But at the same time, like, yeah, when you really think about it, it's yeah. like, dude, you have a family. And you got three kids. What are you doing? You've got no place <laughs> on this planet, man. So you got to go off on this ship. Yep, How's exactly. that feel? I mean, he's happy in the moment, but, you know, yeah, I can see that. That it's kind of a... Right. Good news, bad news almost, sort of. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Glad we were able to finally cover another Spielberg movie. Definitely. Uh, last time we did a Spielberg movie, like I said, was Last Crusade, and that's when we did Scene by Scene, and I think that was a two-hour <laughs> two show. Not doing um, those anymore. Yeah, not so much. Where can people find you on Twitter, Dave? Dave underscore Quist. I am at BC Cord. Find yeah. our show at Blockbuster Cast. Follow us on... Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes leave us reviews we'd really appreciate that Absolutely. that'd help us a lot so any final thoughts Dave no I know Ben it never is alright folks well that is it for Can us we end the show <laughs> as, <now>? al- <laughs> as always oh. grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the boo boo